Welcome to the podcast. My name is Cheryl Williams, and I am the digital resource leader here at Real Life Ministries. I'm here today with Sarah Short, one of our women's discipleship leaders, and with our own senior pastor, Jim Putman. So uh, today we are going to talk about what does the Bible say about men's and women's roles, uh, which is a really um, interesting topic, <laughs> can be controversial. Uh I don't know about the rest of you that are listening, but in our community, we've had an influx of people moving in in the last year or so, and that has translated into more people into our church. And so we have a variety of people from different backgrounds, um, a lot of different uh, belief systems, a lot of different ways they've grown up. And so um, Jim particularly wanted to... uh, take some time to address some of the issues that people come to us with questions about. Mm -hmm. And we thought this would be a great thing to do on a podcast. There's also people out there that this is their first touch point um, before maybe moving here. And they just want to find out, um, you know, what we believe and what we live out. One of the reasons we're doing this is to address some of the uh, questions that come up about doctrinal issues, which women's roles is one. Mm -hmm. But today we want to talk about women's roles um, in different spheres, not Mm -hmm. just in the church, but in the world, in their home, in their family, and what God has for that. So Jim, what would you say the Bible tells us concerning men's and women's roles? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we have to back up just a little bit and and talk about what we believe as a church about the Word of God. About the Bible. That's good, yes. Yep. And so before I start to answer the question from Scripture, I, I want to make sure that people understand what Scripture is mm. to us. Yeah. Um, we believe that all Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for training, correcting, and rebuking, you know, yeah. training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We believe that that um, that historically... The Old Testament, the New Testament, Mm -hmm. uh, is God's word to us. Um, We were, uh, Jesus himself referred to the Old Testament as coming from God. He told the the disciples that the Holy Spirit would come and teach them all things and remind them of everything that he had Mm -hmm. said. For for 2,000 years, we've held to the scriptures Mm -hmm. our, our, our guide for faith and practice, for faith and practice. Jesus told us to go into the world and make disciples, right? Teaching people to obey all that he commanded. And so we believe that God's word, if it speaks on something, that it's authoritative and it comes from God. Now, um, the problem is, is that there's a lot of people that believe the Bible is authoritative and even um, inspired. Um, and they believe that, um, you know, the Bible, if it's clear on something, it, you know, we should hold to it and less than we than used to be for sure. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they play kind of linguistic interpretive games mm-hmm. uh, to make it mean something that it used to mean. Mm-hmm. So for us, orthodoxy is the scriptures and uh, as understood 2000 years mm-hmm. ago by those who heard it yep. and practiced it. Right. So um, I'll give you some examples. Baptism, uh, the word in the Greek is is to be immersed, sunken, or to be buried in, and somebody is baptized when they believe and repent, right? And so, um, over time, the words meaning changed. Uh, they added an addendum, much like if you were to go back historically and say, you know, forty years ago, what did the word gay mean? Mm-hmm. It meant happy. Well, as time goes by, we change definitions. We add it. The, the languages change over time. One of the rules for proper interpretation is mm-hmm. uh, is the grammatical principle of hermeneutics, which says, what did the word mean at the time it was written? Right. And then the historical principle of hermeneutics or proper interpretation of scripture is, how was it understood and applied at the time it was written by those who were there to know mm-hmm. how it was applied? Yeah. So for us, historically... What does the Bible say, and how has it been understood for 2,000 years? Um, and, and so when you're talking about women's roles, the Bible is clear on the subject. Now, um, I'll give you an example. 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 11, he says um, that um, 
it, well, let me just read it. Uh, it here's what First Timothy 2, verses 11 and 12 say. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a, a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. And then he gives the reason. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness mm-hmm. with propriety. So you've got that verse pretty clear. He's writing to the church that Timothy is leading in Ephesus. Um, you've got 1 Corinthians 14, 34 that affirms that. Paul writes it again. Mm-hmm. It, it, you have to understand the, the context in 1 Corinthians 14. In 1 Corinthians 11, he says if woman prays or prophesies in the church, she's to do so with her head covered. So she's, she, she does pray and prophesy. What does that word mean? In 1434, he's not saying they can't speak. He's, he's saying something different, or that would be contradictory to 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians 11. 1 Timothy 2 talks about, uh, again, women are not to teach or take authority over a man. The context there is in the church. Mm-hmm. And so then you have what it actually says. And then the next question is, all right, well, how did they understand that in the first church when they were around to go, hey, Paul, you know, mm-hmm. what is the Holy Spirit telling you about how does that apply? And so you go through and you you unpack all of that within the church context and you understand that they, he, he, he Paul talks about elders in, first, uh, in Titus 1 and in what he writes to Timothy. He says the elder is to be um, the husband of but one wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he is to, ha- to manage his household well. Uh, you dive into Ephesians where he talks about what's the role in the home. Well, the role in the home is he is the head. Mm-hmm. As Christ is the head of the church, the, the husband is the head of the home. So if you put First Timothy and Titus together with that, you go, okay, how does a person earn the right to be an elder? Well, he has to be the head of a home who manages his household well, who who then now is given the role of elder, pastor, same word. And as you start to unpack all of this, you go, the Bible is clear. It's been understood a certain way for 2,000 years. It was understood clearly in the first church. You can go back to the apostolic fathers. You can go back to the early church fathers. And you start to go, okay, there's a way in which this has been applied for 2,000 years. Did we receive any new information? Did we, did, is there another book that, that, that God has given us a prophet, you know, uh, other than the apostles that, that should be in scripture that changes all that? And so then the question is, what did it say and how do we understand it? Mm-hmm. And um, the right way to understand it is the way it's been understood since the beginning. Yep. So our culture is changing things all the time. It, it, it's yeah. changing things on the issue of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our culture says that, that now uh, there should be a different view of that. And do we give in to that? Do we give in to feminism? Mm-hmm. Do we give in to the transgender movement? Do we give in to this new supposed science? Mm-hmm. Uh, we should, should we look at scripture yeah. through the eyes of these new supposed truths mm-hmm. that contradict what God's word says? Or do we look at those things through the perspective of God's word? Mm-hmm. And so for mm-hmm. us as a church, we're going to stick to um, the, what the Bible says about yeah. roles of men and women, that they're equal in value. We're all children of God through Christ. We have different roles, mm-hmm. equal value. And so what we're going to stick to in the church is we have male elders, male pastors. That role uh, is, of headship is given to them. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe in the home. If there is a husband, he is to be the spiritual leader of the home. But the kind of leadership that we're supposed to have or, or, or represent is the kind of leadership that Jesus mm-hmm. had. Yeah. <clears throat> so what did Jesus was given the role, but it was a responsibility to lay down his life to help yeah. people become their best versions of their of, of what God had in mind for them. So male eldership male pastors, males preaching and teaching the word of God on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. but their role is to be in partnership with women in the home, in the church, mm-hmm. to help them use their God-given roles yeah. to serve those women, to facilitate their skills as a partnership. Mm-hmm. And so I agree 
in the past, part of what's happened is the response of women and people who, who care about women mm-hmm. to say the way the Bible has been used has been domineering and controlling mm-hmm. and abusive to women. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. The right answer is to go, no, you have a role, yeah. but use your role the way Jesus said to use it. Not let's get rid of roles altogether mm-hmm. and, really and give uh, mm-hmm. the roles God intended for men to women. Uh, and, and so as you start to unpack all this, we're going to stick to God gave men roles, but what was that role and how do they use that role? Right role, right attitude, mm-hmm. right heart behind it, not yeah. to control or domineer or yeah. put women down. Jesus didn't do any of that, right? But he still chose 12 male apostles. Yep. Did he yeah. have women disciples? Yes. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any women apostles. Yep. And what was their role? Mm-hmm. To, to to take the word of God and to teach people both role, yeah. responsibility, and attitude that they use that role mm-hmm. in. So really it, our church is going to stick to God's word, to the yeah. historic version of that. Mm-hmm. But for those who have who've taken the role and then shifted it to be abusive or domineering or controlling, and it, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But to say there is no role, that's wrong too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Good job. Yeah. So, Sarah, as a women's leader Mm -hmm. here at Real Life Ministries, how does what he is talking about, Mm -hmm. how does that play out for you in your job role? Yeah. Well, and I love, Jim, what you said, because I think we there is like just this realization that the church always hasn't handled roles well. But I love that you said, but that doesn't mean we cancel anything out. It means that we get back to what uh, scripture says. And, and that's what I love here at Real Life Ministries is that uh, we have men in their right roles and we have women in their right roles. And, and when we're working together, we're actually accomplishing the mission of discipleship. And so, I mean, practically, how does that look um, in my personal role is uh, I'm a part of the group's team. So I'm a women's ministry leader, women's discipleship leader. And uh, I partner with a specific a specific group's pastor. Um there's 10 of us on our team. So we have like a pairing and we oversee, I don't know, anywhere from 40 to 60 life groups. And, uh, the men are responsible for discipling the men and the women are responsible for discipling Mm -hmm. the women. And so we partner Mm -hmm. together, um, so that we know that disciples are being made, that we're encouraging our leaders. And so our leaders, um, are led by men. And then they have either a wife that's co-leading with them. That's again, responsible for the shepherding of the women in that group, or we have what we might call like a breakout leader who might not be a spouse, but another woman who's passionate about discipleship that wants to take on that role for the women um, in the group. But we would never say that it would be just the man's role to disciple somebody in a life or a woman's in their life group. I mean, that's dangerous even. That's creating a relationship that we would not encourage for anyone. And so I think that's what's cool is that they're with our men and women that we are invited into that space of leading. And again, I think even in different spaces, like I know that Jim, we have conversations all the time about different things. It's not like any man on our staff is just making all these decisions without input of the women on our staff. No, we're like, we are so valued and, and we get to come to the table Mm -hmm. and, and to have conversations. And, and that's what I just, that's what I love about real life ministries is that I think in this season, like we are walking out what the yes. Bible says yes. about men and women. Yes. And so, so good. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about what you are able to do or what you do um, from the stage on weekend services as a woman. Yeah. Well, and that's really interesting. It's funny that when we talk about women's roles, like it always comes back down to the stage piece. Yes. And which <laughs> is so funny because we were kind of talking about it before is that like, I get to do actually a lot of stage stuff. I speak at um, different women's events or marriage conferences that we do. I host a ton. Um, we even like I probably speak even more than most men on our mm-hmm. staff actually. Yeah. Um, but the the idea of preaching, having biblical authority, um, that is that is given to our men mm-hmm. who are preaching specifically from our main stage in those environments. Now there are different um, conversations that. Uh, Jim or speaking team will bring in women um, for a perspective of a woman speaking to the women in the congregation, which we love to do that. Um, And so I think there's a variety of different things that I get to do. Mm -hmm. But especially when I think about the stage piece, it's funny that we go there because 
that's such a small portion mm-hmm. of what yeah. God has maybe gifted me in or asked me to do. When I look at like just my true, like even personal discipleship, like that's actually where I'm doing the work of God. And it's funny that we kind of elevate this idea of like, well, I don't get to speak from stage. I want to be like, well, 99% of the population doesn't speak from (laughs) a stage. Like when did that give you like more credibility or make you a better disciple Mm. maker? Cause it doesn't like, and so it's like, man, I always want to be like, I should never be on any kind of stage if I'm not actually walking it out just in general. But, and so again, there are certain roles that are designated for our men, um, inside the church and even inside of our home. Mm-hmm. And I think we live in a culture that that it's hard to be a man, to be honest. Like it yeah. is hard to be a man in our culture because I feel like they're walking on eggshells sometimes that they cannot lead out strongly. Mm-hmm. And when they do, then they're, they're chauvinists or they're jerks or they're like, but when we actually as women are coming alongside of our brothers in mm-hmm. Christ and are like, we have your back, we're encouraging you. Like we just get, we get to see the world changed. We get to see... Um, like young men raised up, ready to take on the spiritual battle that we're in. And then we get to raise up young women. I mean, I'm raising four daughters and I want to raise four strong daughters who love Jesus. Uh, (laughs) But I don't want them to be distracted with honestly what they can't do. I want them to be like walking out like, man, this is what the, like God called me to do, created me to do. And I'm going to live in that. So good. And I, I don't know. I was thinking about it this morning. I was talking to my husband. It's funny because in a culture, we think I can be whatever I want to be in our culture today. And whatever I choose to be, you, you have to, that's, that's it. You have to, then you have to believe that as well. But as a Christ follower, like my job is to be what God called me to Mm be. And sometimes that is a wrestling. Like sometimes I don't always love that. Like God asked me to do this or God has this role for me. And there's a wrestling that I get to do, but that doesn't negate like we don't change again. We don't change scripture just because I don't like it. Right. And so like, mm-hmm. I want to be in submission to God before anybody else. And that I think is most important. So good. So good. Sarah. So Jim, let me ask you this. You are senior pastor here. You are on the executive team. You're an elder. So you probably don't have to answer to anyone, right? You, you can, can do, do whatever you whatever want. Whatever you want, right? Is that how that works? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think um, I'm a, an elder with with 15 elders overall, mm-hmm. right? And so the way it works is I'm the only paid elder on staff, but I'm under the authority of the eldership as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think being under authority and and allowing other people to speak into your role is in being in submission to authority in your life is 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 first of all it's hard for everyone who has a sinful nature mm-hmm. uh, but it's required of everyone who's a Christ follower yeah. um, when we say um, that that every man is underneath the authority of God and the delegated authority in his life we all have delegated authority God the government you know there's delegated authority mm-hmm. uh, the eldership in our church i'm i'm it submitted to our mm-hmm. eldership just like i ask everybody else to be submitted to our eldership when it comes to my role as a pastor here when it comes to to women uh god makes it very clear as a husband if i don't deal with my wife in an understanding way mm-hmm. if i'm not listening and laying mm-hmm. down my life for her i have a problem with her father, yeah. my, my spiritual father-in-law. Yeah, that's good. You can't be in good relationship with your father-in-law when you abuse his daughter. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it, God gave me my wife to be a helpmate. And so to see what I don't see, to fill in the holes and cracks and to value that, mm-hmm. to facilitate that being added to the equation, not kept out. And so at the church level, um, to come in curious and, and say, what do you see? What's it like to be in your shoes? What's it like? Uh, what do you have to say on this subject mm-hmm. that God's taught you? And, yep. uh, you know, so we have uh, women on our on our uh, sermon team. Mm-hmm. You know, yesterday it was funny because we were talking about a subject and Santa, who's another one of our mm-hmm. team leads, you know, she says, Jim, one of the things that, that you do is you challenge men a lot to be men. Right. And it's true. I think one of the biggest problems we have is that men have become passive spiritually. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, they, they didn't see a man. A man's job was to provide. Mm-hmm. And the woman's job was to spiritually lead. Mm-hmm. 
And no, that women, if, if it wasn't for, if, if women advocated their role the way men had, we'd have no chance in the mm-hmm. church. Women have had to step up because men wouldn't. Yeah. If a, if a mature godly man acted like a mature godly man, I don't know a mature godly woman who wouldn't just praise Jesus for that. Yep. That's so true. You yes. know, I don't know a woman who, who's spiritually mature who wouldn't go, thank you for stepping up and leading yeah. the way, playing your part instead of me having to carry the load. Yeah. And um, men have found their identity in their job and chased after all this mm-hmm. foolishness, things that don't matter at the expense of their time with their wife, caring about her, laying down his life for his his wife or his mm-hmm. kids spiritually, being plugged into the right things. And, you know, honestly, the feminist movement, in my opinion, is a, is a backlash against men being passive, being about mm-hmm. pursuing everything else. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, hey, I think women are like, hey, if we can't beat them, let's join them. Let's follow the same foolishness that they are. Let's 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 let our identity be how much money I make. I want if you can have that job, I can have it, too. And my question is, should either of you have that job? Yeah. Right. If a man is 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 just providing physically and isn't protecting and guiding and nurturing and doing for a job, for temporary things, that's unchristlike. Jesus said, don't store up treasure on yeah. earth. Don't put off today the things that God something. would have you do for yeah. something else. So, And now we got women going, well, I want that job. I want equal pay. I want, let's just all be foolish and, yeah. and chase the wrong things, right? I want God's men to go, I'm going to lay down my wife, my life for my wife and my kids and my family. I want the, I want to hear what she has to say, and together we're going to make plans. And sometimes she has some skills that I may not have, but I'm going to facilitate that. And I'm not going to be passive. I, I hear godly men, or I hear, I don't know if they're godly, I hear men say all the time, well, my wife is a better spiritual leader, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to let her do it. And I'm not intimidated at all. And I'm, I, I, I'm, you know, just let her, I'm like, I'm not asking you to be intimidated. I'm asking you to learn how to be God's man. Yeah. You are the head. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, yes, your wife has some things that you should always incorporate in, but you don't use that as an excuse to remain right. passive. Right. Yeah. And so now you're raising children who, men who don't know how to be men, yeah. women who don't understand mm-hmm. how to deal with a man who's a man. You've got boys who would rather play video games mm-hmm. and be passive. And, at, and, and women who are like, we're going to take the world and nobody's telling me what to do. And how is that actually working for us? <laughs> it's not. How's that working yeah. in marriage? How's that working for our kids? Mm-hmm. Now we got both people out there pursuing the world. And we know that mental illness in part is caused by yeah. a lack of deep relationship. Why don't we have a lack of deep relationship? Mm-hmm. Why do we have so much confusion about genders and roles? Yeah. Why do we have all that? It's because we've, we've taken on roles that we were never supposed to take on at yeah. the expense of taking on the role mm-hmm. that God had for us yeah. to take on. So yes, I'm all about challenging men to be men, but both role and attitude. Yeah. But sometimes I do that. Santa said this in the group. She goes, Jim, just remember, you're challenging men to be men, but it can feel like you're not, you know, because mm-hmm. you're talking to men, where are women fitting into that? Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. um, it, I, I get to have strong women who speak into this to mm-hmm. keep me from just thinking through men's eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, I get to, I get to, I have a, such a strong wife who mm-hmm. speaks into things, yes. you know, um, I have, uh, I have strong sisters. I have a strong mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong women do not intimidate me at all. Passive men mm-hmm. drive me crazy. Yeah. They're, you know, we swing the pendulum all over the place instead of going, what does God call me to do? Yep. What's the role? If he asked me to do it, you know, Jesus said this. Remember, we were taught to go make disciples in every area of life, yep. right? And because sin had contaminated and broken every area. Jesus said, for the man who hears my words and puts them into practice like a man who builds his house on the rock. The wind comes, the rain comes, the house on the rock stands firm. For the man who hears my words and does not put them into practice, it's like a man who builds his house on the mm-hmm. sand. He's talking about man or woman there. Yep. But my point being is, Discipleship is this process of helping people get rid of the baggage, the broken definitions, mm-hmm. the, the human way of doing things, and taking God's plan and putting it into practice in mm-hmm. every sphere of our life. If God has something to say 
about the church, mm-hmm. about what it should be. He's yeah. right. He created it. Mm-hmm. Any other recipe for the church will not create yeah. a church that belongs to him and accomplishes what he wants. Yeah. God created the home. He had a plan for the home. Any other recipe uh, is not going to create a home where it's all it should be. God created yeah. us to work. Putting work in the wrong places and yep. Putting it yep. as our identity or our goal or our means to our own personal happiness, making it an idol will destroy ev- your home. It'll yeah. destroy the church. It'll destroy your life. We have uh, the word of God that directs us. And, and again, a lot of what God's word asks me to do, my flesh does not like mm-hmm. and our culture <laughs> hates. Yeah. But I did my own thing. Mm-hmm. And Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with your whole heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not yeah. on your culture's understanding. In all your mm-hmm. ways, acknowledge him, and he will make, make your path straight. straight. You know, I love, you know, uh, I think it's Jeremiah where he says, um, to, to, you come to a crossroads. Mm-hmm. Take the ancient path. You'll find mm-hmm. rest for your souls, but you would not have it, he says. Mm-hmm. And, and you've gone your own way. Or I love uh, the passage that says, uh, beware those of you who've walked in your own light and warmed yourselves by your own fires. Mm -hmm. God asked me to deny myself. And uh, that means not do what's natural to me, even in my own strengths or abilities, but to go, okay, I will take the role. Mm -hmm. I never wanted the role of pastor. Everybody's always like, oh, what a privilege. No, few should be preachers and teachers for they were incur a stricter judgment. Leadership is not a privilege. It's a responsibility, and it's weighty mm-hmm. when you understand it. Yep. And your job is painful. Somebody's always upset, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you're called on to do things God's way. Yeah. And so what I love about this place is I don't have people fighting over, I want this role, and I want this privilege, and I want to yeah. f- use my gifts, and I, 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 you know. It's like, all right, what does God's word say? We all have to deny ourselves. We yeah. all have to yeah. do it his way. That isn't easy for any of us. Yeah. And my flesh love for somebody else is not easy for anybody because mm-hmm. I self-love is. Yeah. Love for other people at, at my own expense isn't easy for any of us. We're all asked to submit to God's mm-hmm. authority. And for a man to go, yes, I'm the head, even though I was never understood what that looks like and, I, and I'd much rather let her do it, that is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to do it for the right reasons mm-hmm. when you don't know how to do it. Yeah. And for a woman to go, hey, I'm much more verbal than he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm better with words. And he's not And or in some cases. And I could do this and I could. But God asked me to encourage him and to yeah. support him. And let's do this together and not overrun him. Mm-hmm. That's not easy for you. Yeah. Nothing about this Christian walk is easy. <laughs> is yeah. easy but God's got a plan and mm-hmm. we need to submit to that. And aspire to that. And when we get it wrong, we need to ask for forgiveness and go, you know, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Definitely when we get it wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Because we will. We will. Yeah. So So I I, I would say, you know, we make the distinction in hosting to go Mm -hmm. uh, to inform people, to, you know, encourage people um, is different than to expound on Scripture. Exactly. Yeah. Um, to teach or take authority over a man yep. spiritually. We believe that when the pastor's speaking mm-hmm. on Sunday morning uh, for the Lord, yep. speaking the, the, the commands yep. of God, there is authority there. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of times people think the pastor's job is just to give suggestions up there. No, yeah, there is an not. authority. The Bible says mm-hmm. to obey your leaders, mm-hmm. the elders, right? Mm-hmm. And the elders are not to use their authority to abuse yeah. people, right? You're speaking the very words of God mm-hmm. when you preach scripture, right? Yeah. So there's an authority there that people are to submit to. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a teaching component. And as the church shows what a spiritual leader looks like, mm-hmm. then they go, okay, so a spiritual leader, what does that look like at home? If you start replacing the roles that men were supposed to have mm-hmm. with women, that has a direct impact because it it's in the church where you learn what you're supposed to be in every sphere of your life. Yeah. Well, if rather than you have men learned how to use their roles and lead, you you say, no, women can do that. Well, then how does that impact the home? Mm-hmm. You're not encouraging men to take their role. You're saying they can have, if you can advocate the role at the church, you can advocate the role at the home. Yeah. Yeah. And so for us, the church is, we wanted to be a partnership. You're yep. up there. I'm up there. Yep. 
We have, uh, but when it comes to the expounding of preaching mm-hmm. and teaching in mixed company, yep. we want the men to be facilitating that, leading that in yep. a home group. Uh, we want the man and woman to do it together. Mm-hmm. The man's going to lead the way out. But, yep. but my wife speaks and talks and, and I facilitate that in the group, yep. but I'm clearly leading. Yep. And, um, and, and so, but we do it together mm-hmm. and the women and the men speak. Now, when it comes to women's events, yep. things that are not happening in the church building, women have some expertise in that. The, they have some great things to teach in that at conferences, wherever. That, that's different. Yeah. But in the church setting, mm-hmm. this is the way we, we see that yeah. as the family of God yeah. has an impact on the family at home. Mm-hmm. We want to be careful to model that for everybody else. Well, and I like what you said, too. It's it's a it's qualified men. Yeah. Not anyone just gets not to walk up. Man. Not any right. man just gets to walk up on our stage and have biblical authority over anybody mm-hmm. in our church. Right. And or as a woman, I'm not in submission to every man no. at our church. Not well, at all. you're in submission to the eldership, exactly. just like the husband yep. is. Exactly. But you're only in submission to your husband, exactly. the Bible says. Yep. And, and I, as a man, outside yeah. of the the eldership, yep. biblical authority, I'm I'm not over your, you know, it, yeah. there's, there's, there's nuances yeah. here. Yes. I think women wow. sometimes can get, not confused, but when that defense comes up or we feel threatened or and, or hurt or insecure, or, you know, enter whatever word you want there. But like, then we start to like have these like extremes of like, well, then they're saying I'm in submission to every man. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. Even when I think you've talked about, which I love is like the elders separately necessarily don't have authority. It's right. when they come together right. that they have authority. And yeah. so I think that's important for us to well, remember. We're all to be humble, right? Yep. Right. Submit, the, you know, Ephesians 5 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So, mm-hmm. but but this, the idea of submission, I get to tell you what to do at your home instead of your husband. Yeah. You know, I, I get to point scripture out, but, I, you know, so there's lines and boundaries here. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. When it Good comes stuff. to like, um, uh, you know, women and men. Even like there, there are times where we might have an interview kind of, hey, yeah. what would you, what have you learned yep. from scripture, yep. women on, you know, there might be a time where I, I think I, I, for Mother's Day, I interviewed three mothers mm-hmm. one day and they got yep. to share, well, what is a Proverbs 31 woman? Yeah. What does that right. look like? Mm-hmm. And because half of our congregation is women, yep. yeah. they need to hear from women. And I, I get to say, hey, guys, you need to know what other women think about yeah. this. You need to hear this and you can learn from yeah. these women uh, about the characteristics that are yep. godly that apply to you. Yeah. And, but, but again, there's going to be male facilitation yep. of that on the week in the weekend services. And even in, when we deal with males in, in, um, you know, even our membership classes, we have a team out there, but mm-hmm. a, a male's going to facilitate that. They're going to do it together. Yep. And it, it you know, so we're going to be careful about respecting God's word yeah. in this mm-hmm. way. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yep. That's really good, you guys. Yeah. So, Jim, we've been talking about um, the church sphere and the home sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, how does all this play out in the work sphere, out in the work world? Can women can women be bosses? Can they be leading men there? What mm-hmm. does the Bible say about that? Well, both men and women in the work sphere, uh, God gives us jobs so that we can, you know, work hard with hands so we, we can take care of our family and have something to share, right? Mm-hmm. And so the work sphere is oftentimes built around, um, you know, whatever culture you're in. And, and you have to be legal. You have to be, uh, you know, they, they, the, the work mm-hmm. often sets the boundaries. And so you have to figure out how do I, how can I be shrewd as a serpent, peaceful as a dove? How do I do all this? Mm-hmm. I would ask both men and women the same question in the work sphere. You have the capability to do a lot of things in, in, in this sense, yes, women in the work sphere, even at the time, you know, Paul's writing and Peter's writing, there were leading women who employed lots of people, both Christians, and non-Christians. Mm. And so, yes. And there were even Christian women who were leaders and got saved. And now they're in the church where they would, you know, it's different in the church and in the home, but in the work sphere, that was their mission field. God yeah. used them in that way. Every Christian is a missionary wherever they work, mm-hmm. live, and play, right? Mm-hmm. I would just always ask the question, before you go take a, a high-level job or any role in the work world, I would just say, 
Yes, you can do that. The same rules don't necessarily apply in church and home in the world sphere. But the question is always, should I? Mm. But for both men and women. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, I could be an executive. But why do I want to be an executive? Is that t- because I've bought into I'm got to prove myself to mm. the world that I'm higher up? My identity is that and I yeah. have to succeed mm. and accomplish and conquer. Um, for men and women, a lot of times, you know, I'm a doctor because my parents told me I was going to be a doctor and I, and that's how you're successful. And, you know, and we do things because we're trying to prove our identity. And Jesus says our identity is in him, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're in Christ. So why are you doing it? Is it because you need more money so that you can live on a certain street? Is that why we do things? Um, yes, you can do things. The question is, should you? I, uh, if a man is taking a high-level job so he can make money and have identity at the expense of being a spiritual leader in the home and involved in the church, mm-hmm. then no, you shouldn't take that job. Be a worker, have less, be at home with your yep. family. Yeah. If a woman is taking a high-level job to prove herself to the world and say, I can do anything a man can do, and, and people have told me that I'd be good at it, and I want to yeah. accomplish my own dreams, and... And, and I want to live on a house, and I want the equal pay and all that. All those are, are fleshly sort of worldly reasons to do anything, mm-hmm. especially if I gave up ministering to my, my family mm-hmm. for the expense of money and position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It, your identity is in Christ. So we don't let the same things drive us if mm-hmm. we're, we're Christ followers. You know, the person who says, I could do anything I want, but I choose to do what God tells me to yeah. do for the betterment of eternal things, storing up treasure in heaven mm-hmm. rather than on earth, is is a hero in the Christian world. You're not a hero in the Christian world because you make the most money yeah. or you have the highest position. You're a, a hero in the Christian world because you've denied yourself and, and yeah. lived according to God's values and standards. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, right now we live in a country where people, both men and women, are pursuing things other than God and they're Christians. Yeah. And... The depression rate, suicide rate, addiction rate yep. that yeah. comes from these these minds that were supposed to be built around family and deep relationship don't thrive without it. Every yeah. command God gives us, you know, I, there's a study by Dartmouth Medical School that said, it's called Hardwired to Connect, that science has proven that you are built, your mental health is tied to yeah. deep relationships. Mm -hmm. And this is a scientific study Mm -hmm. that says because people are not living around nuclear family, everybody's Mm -hmm. going so fast, work has become so important. These kids are dealing with real issues because instead of, you know, being at home, raising up children who know Jesus and building relationship with God and and each other deeply, they're pursuing all these things and it's having a profound impact. And so, so the church now, the Christian home now should go, well, the world's all doing this, and we can do this, and they're buying these lines that are destroying their families. Yeah. So both to men and women, I would say, guys, chasing the American dream has not led to prosperity spiritually, mentally. Yeah, We're the most mm-hmm. addicted, yeah. divorced, yeah. Yeah. mentally ill, broken country on the planet. Christians live for something different, both men and women. Yeah. And so I would say it that way. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, in this, it, yeah. it happened. Yep. If, you're, if you didn't give up anything, you can be a part of the family of God mm-hmm. and your own personal family and have that. Great. But if you've mm-hmm. given up your church family, mm-hmm. you just go to church instead of being yeah. the church. And uh, you give up your, your family life as it's supposed to be for money or yeah. possession, or temporary things, it's foolish yeah. for both men and women. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would say that. That's really good. How does this apply to people who are either single or not parents? Mm. How does all this play out with yeah. that? Well, right now we live in a world where there's a lot of single parents yeah. and, and just people who are single. Being right. single is completely a godly thing to do. Yep. If you're a single woman, you're, you're under submission to the elders of your church. Mm-hmm. You honor your mm-hmm. parents. Um, you, you, you have people in your life that you allow to hold you accountable, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you get wise counsel. It's mm-hmm. not me. I don't need anybody else. Yeah. Humility, relationship that, and submission to, to other believers is a part of our 
our livelihood. So mm-hmm. do you have to be submitted to a husband? No. And in fact, Paul talks about being single in mm-hmm. some ways is better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you know, yep. cause you don't have to, to, you're not involved in those yeah, sort of things. Yeah, exactly. So you're no less if you're, if you're not married and if you're a woman, you know, as a husband, you know, if you're not married, you don't have to worry about, you know, being considerate, understanding your wife. Mm-hmm. Now, women and submission to people and caring about women as a, as a brother to other women, an mm-hmm. uncle, and, yep. you know, yes, being under submission to the eldership as mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, and not just whatever they say, but as they, uh, they lead you to do what Christ has commanded. Yeah, right. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, and, but, but, uh, you know, I've had the blessing of having many single women with mm-hmm. kids and, and, and single people in my life group. And to see submission and yeah. humility as a bad thing mm-hmm. rather than a good thing yep. that protects you and, and gives you counsel and helps you see things you don't see. I mean, I think that's a that's a fleshly, mm-hmm. you know, demonic sort of influence in our yeah. lives that I'm not going to do what anybody says. I yeah. think that's rebellion. That's not that's counter to, mm-hmm. you know, the fruit of the spirit. Yep. Right. Well, that's not it's what like, Jesus modeled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, you don't need to be submitted to uh, your husband. But in each of these cases, I mean, I've gotten the opportunity to take these, uh, these, these women will come and say, Hey, my, my, my children don't have a father or an, mm-hmm. they have an ungodly father. Can the men in the group, you know, yeah. speak into this? Yeah. What would you say in raising my son yeah. from a man's perspective? Would you take yeah. my son hunting? Yeah. Right. Would you, would you take my son to a movie? Would you, what would you say to me about yeah. dealing with my daughter who doesn't have a husband yeah. or doesn't have a father in her yeah. life? I mean, now, see, no one's demanding anything, and you don't have to, but it's wisdom to go, hey, if I'm raising kids, to know what a godly man thinks about this. They were meant meant to have a godly husband and a godly mother. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be a godly mother. How do I bring a godly perspective of a husband Mm -hmm. into the role is Mm -hmm. super important. Make sure they're godly. You know, and as a man, if I'm going to play that part, I don't get the chance to demand you do anything. Right. I'm going to say from a godly perspective, as a man, this is what I would say a man would say into that. Yeah. Right. And so often people, especially women, and I get it, they have a hard time submitting to males Mm. because they've been hurt by males. Exactly. But a lot that was because those males rejected God often or just um, made mistakes in their life uh, or. Uh, didn't, weren't discipled. Mm-hmm. They refused to be discipled. They, they accepted Jesus, but they never were taught how to be a godly man yeah. in submission and what their role is. Yep. Don't blame God and don't blame all <laughs> right. men yeah. because of your past. Mm-hmm. Look for godly men that can give you godly perspective that don't yeah. demand, but they shouldn't have to demand. You should go, is that biblically true? Okay, yeah, I need I need to mm-hmm. do that. And, and again, God made men and women different. Yep. Men unfortunately think with one part of their brain, whereas women much, much more, Mm -hmm. you know, do both. Yeah. There are benefits to both of those things. Mm -hmm. They're meant to come together. Yeah. And, um, um, you want, uh, you were meant to have the two of you together helping one another Mm -hmm. to raise children, to know how to make decisions. And so how do we bring that back together in the family of God? That's really good. Um, as we close, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to to just mention, we had talked about this before, uh, that we were created to have equal value, mm-hmm. absolutely equal value yeah. in Christ, just different roles. Yep. And he created us differently to fulfill those different roles. Yeah. And that's something that... Well, and, uh, and again, uh, this is what I always say to people. Um, yeah. Children. They're probably the most precious to God. Would we agree mm-hmm. yes. on that? You yes. know, it's better to tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself under the, uh, into the sea than to cause a little one to stumble. Yeah. Children are called on to obey their parents. Do they have lesser value, equal value, mm-hmm. more value, and yet they have a role? Yeah, right. exactly. Right. They probably, right? Yeah. So to say that you because you have a different role, you have lesser value. value is not true. No. Not true yeah, biblically not true. at all. No. Right. So good. But again when women are made to feel that way mm-hmm. by men who don't understand, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, here's yeah. the deal with my father-in-law. If I wanted to have a relationship with him, I better treat his daughter, treat daughter like well. a princess. Yeah. 
and and not to demand or tell her to shut up and, and do what I say, but to to say, okay, when I do have a motivation to lead, I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to ask your opinion in this. I, I I've got to facilitate. I've got to. And sometimes I may have to say no to what she's saying because yeah. she she's she's not right. And and what my wife is always, uh, she'd be okay. Okay, you're not agreeing with me. Is there some is there some people that are outside of this situation mm-hmm. that we could go to yeah. to speak into that? Mm-hmm. Are you that's sure? Smart. Yeah, that's really good. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I have some people yeah. that and, and we even have a uh, if you don't agree with me, these are the people that are safe for you to go talk to that will come and talk to me. That's we agree on that. Idea. And we do the same for her. Yep. You know, she's got some ladies in her life. If she's like, yeah. no, I will not do this. I'm like, okay, we both agreed that there's some godly counsel that isn't in this situation. Yeah. That's not going to tell us what we want to hear. You know, one of my favorite passages is wounds of a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Yeah. Real friends will tell you what's good mm-hmm. from God's perspective. And outside of this, who do we have that's wise counsel that will make us rethink this, mm-hmm. our position and help us work through mm-hmm. this? And over the years, I'm just telling you, I've, I've got a friend named Mark, who's a personal mm-hmm. counselor to Lori and I, Greg, uh, Charlie. Yeah. Um, I have got a list, Nettie. You know, um, godly people that have spoken into our life to get us outside of our own broken fence. Mm. That's being submitted to one another. That's working through things to come up with a common plan we can share together as we move forward. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. That is. Yeah. Sarah, one last question as we finish up. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say to someone out there that is Mm -hmm. um, maybe looking at this church as a possibility to come and attend, but they are concerned Mm -hmm. that women are held back or looked down on Mm -hmm. somehow? Yeah. Sometimes I'm surprised with the question or not surprised with the question because of how much like how strong our women are here Mm -hmm. at Real Life Ministries and how many places we have to play basically and and how many environments that we do have to lead and and to use our giftings and our skills in the right environments in the right role and so I mean on the honest truth is like we're not if anything we joke even as a women's team sometimes I'm like sometimes I'm like maybe I don't need this much opportunity actually could I be a little lazier like that sounds better but it's like our guys are like no like you're stepping up to the plate like if you're calling us to be godly men who are leading you are going to be leading like as well. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I think is powerful at real life. I think that's what makes um, our DNA like so powerful is that we come together Mm -hmm. and understand like what each of our roles are and then support each other. And I think that that's, if I was going to even just talk to women individually, I I think sometimes we don't understand the power that God's given us of how much like we do actually get to influence the men around us. Mm -hmm. And and how much our men are actually up against a wall. And I remember just last year we were at a conference um, and I heard a woman speaking and and I was honestly, my heart broke for the men in the room because like she just tore them down. Mm-hmm. And like everything that she said, it was just like a tear down of, of men leading or men doing something. And I just thought, why would any man want to step up and do anything mm-hmm. if this is who they're hearing from? Like, of course they're going to be passive. Like, like it's, it's dangerous to lead because women almost are attacking men. But when we think like, okay, this is my brother in Christ. And I'm like, I want to see him like fulfilling what God has asked him to do. Like, again, that's just this brother, sister kind of love, like encouragement, respect, all those things. And so, I mean, again, here at Real Life, I think we are doing to the best of our ability, what the Bible calls us to do. Yes. And I mean, there is some exciting stuff happening because of that. And I think it's because we actually like we're not going to get in the middle of this argument. Like we're not going to fight about this, honestly, which is a very little thing when there are lost souls all over our community. And that actually is our focus. And so I'm not going to I'm not fighting about something of my own flesh, like because maybe I don't like something. Um, It's not what's important. Mm -hmm. It's not. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I think I think what comes down to yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah. Well, I want to thank both of you for being on the, on here today. <laughs> um, great job. Uh, great topic. And uh, we will add in the show notes a link to our doctrinal statement, mm-hmm. which also, you know, will tell you all of the different things. We also things. have resources that mm-hmm. we point you to on this subject. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and I would say this, the reason we are talking about this subject is um, the new kind of uh, interpretation uh, 
um, approaches to the scriptures mm. r- revises history. Yes. As a Christian, I hate that they, you know, this country was founded on biblical principles and then to say it wasn't, to, to recreate mm. a context that makes America, you know, a racist nation, you know, when people died in the Civil War and, you know, mm. it, there's all this revisionism historically. There's mm. revisionism happening biblically historically yeah. as well and people are kind of creating context and 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 interpretation approaches to completely change something mm-hmm. that everybody agreed with until 1970 you know yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the bible tells us to be careful and that mm-hmm. the devil is deceptive and and you know i i watched years ago the women's roles issue change in the church and and you know people using passages out of context and i said hey if you allow that to happen, you're creating an, a hermeneutical interpretive approach mm-hmm. that will then ch- challenge gay marriage issues, mm-hmm. gender issues. And so now people will, you know, change the context of verses mm-hmm. of, of why they were written and who they were written to, to create some sort of historical fabrication to justify why the scripture doesn't say mm-hmm. and mean what it clearly says and means. Yeah. yeah. And, and right now, our churches in America, rather than standing firm on the, the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints, are letting things go on the littler issues because they're not giving in on the bigger issues. Mm. We're not giving in on any issues. Yeah. And here's why. We don't have to. Yeah. We can honor God. The, the world is going to be offended at the gospel. The world's going to be offended at what the scripture says about everything. Mm-hmm. Let them be offended. I'm not trying to offend them. I, everything I believe we teach is for the good of people, and God's heart is always for our good. Mm-hmm. We're going to stand our ground, and people are going to shift and change, mm-hmm. and we haven't had to. We make disciples, and we have mm-hmm. godly, strong women I'm so yeah. proud of that just, I'm just so happy, and I want their counsel. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to do this without you, yeah. our women in this church. Exactly. They're my sisters. They mm-hmm. are wise counsel. You know, they... I'm thankful. And yeah. so if they people join us, great. If they don't, they have to stand before the Lord and go, what does scripture said? What does it mm-hmm. say? And what has it always said? Yeah. We're going to stand and watch what God does. And uh, mm-hmm. we invite people to join us in that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I would say to ask questions, like don't just like nothing we said even here is going to be said perfectly. Like ask questions, whether you're considering real life or any church. That's where I think... Mm we've talked a lot about lately at real life is just biblical literacy and and we live in such a biblical illiterate like country. And so don't go into any church, just assuming like, Mm. like ask questions, reach out. And, and I know that we would answer any questions. And so I would encourage people to do that too. We've got a bunch of resources too that we would point to at the website for you to go do more study on the issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm. And thank you for joining us. Um, If you have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at Real for Life uh, at reallifeministries.com. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.